we're rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> what have we been up to? How are you doing, big man? So training-wise or just generally? Give me, give me the gem. Give me the lowdown. The general, the general week, as we were discussing beforehand, is pretty similar. Um, so still training clients using Zoom and into a bit of a routine with that. So that's good. That's good. some semblance of normality because it looks like we're not going to be back in the gym until July. That was a bit of a downer yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Zoom's doing the job. So at the moment, all good. But in terms of my own training, I'm running. I'm running, dead, like run, running's gone up. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, either. I suppose like the weather obviously helps a bit. But last couple of weeks, even when we spoke about it last week, saying I'd lost my mojo a little bit with the running, this this last week or so, like nothing crazy, like three, four, five mile type stuff. But it's it's nice to it's nice to feel like feel like you want to go for a run. Does that make sense? As opposed to oh, I should be doing this. My fitness is going. It's all gone wrong. Um, yeah, it's probably the podcast last week that um, prompted me to, to start doing something a bit more and then still doing like, all the mobility work and that in, in the house and a little bit of like strength work. But again, like yourself, pretty much body weight stuff. Mm. What about you? How's, how's things training-wise? Interesting you say that, actually. So... Um... I started a job last week, so I'm now working three days a week for eight hours a day. For me, that forces me into more of a training schedule, which is great. So I've got back to training early mornings, which I prefer, because you get up, you get it done, have breakfast, yeah. forget about it. Um, again, still following the liftoff home program, but we, like I mentioned last week, we do have some dumbbells. So today was actually the first day that I was like, I'm going to add in those pesky little things. So actually added in a little bit of resistance for my um, rear foot elevated split squats. And it felt good. It felt good. It felt like I was stable. Like I'd, I was really thinking about the mind to muscle, really activating where I wanted to work. Um, yeah. Um, and like now, since Boris's announcement yesterday, we're, gonna start loaning out a bit more kit so hopefully um over the next week we'll get have a kettlebell or two as well maybe even a wall ball so i can start adding in a little bit more um more resistance which is nice but same as you with the running so this week i very much sunday was the first day i didn't actually leave the flat and i think that's the first day since this all happened that i haven't actually left the flat and the guilt was immense <laughs> of like i should be doing this i should be doing that yeah i should go for a run i was i was just coming off my cycle um so i felt like crap um the weather was crap and i am a fair weather runner as well so if it's not sunny and if it's not flat i'm not doing it um and I, but the guilt I felt was horrendous, but like, you know, chatted to Jack and he was like, Aim, you're training five, sometimes six days a week. You've just started a job. It was again, kind of putting everything into context of like, why am I doing this? Um, and then today I had, so I trained this morning, I had an hour before I started coaching and I was like, right, you know what? I'm going to do that run fastest 5k since i've like good since, work yeah since, and after a leg session so it's really interesting like the mindset thing about um yeah i mean and a lot i think a lot of my 
pressures and just ones I put on myself. And it's very easy with this situation to get into a habit of training every day because there's nothing else to do. Um, so yeah, for me, it was a little bit like, okay, you know what? You don't need to do something today. It is actually yeah. more important to rest. So um, yeah, that's been, that was my week last week. So yeah. How's, um, how's kind of the food and the diet in general, anything different from the normal pretty much in your, in your standard routine? Well, interesting actually. So very much standard routine, but as I said, um, last week I had my monthly cycle. I am female. Um, and really, I had a really busy day on Saturday. I was working at my new job. Um, didn't have time to eat obviously in a new environment like you haven't really got the time to just be like oh can I just go and get some lunch like you know it's very like fluid um and then we decided we were having a takeaway on Saturday which was fine and I do that and Jack and I do that regularly and I enjoyed that with no guilt Friday was the day I kind of went down the chocolate rabbit hole of overconsumption a little bit to the point where I was mindlessly eating what are we talking what are we talking about what, um, what was the the food of I, choice have I ever sent you a video of our spread cupboard? No, but it sounds amazing straight away. That feels like something for, for next week. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll just get you in front of the cover, just like a little tour. And here we have a jar of Nutella. <laughs> it's not even Nutella because Jack doesn't like praline. He doesn't like hazelnutty stuff. So I'll talk you through it. So we have... <laughs> Give me, give me a flavour. Give, <laughs> give, me, give me a taste. We obviously have multiple varieties of peanut butter in different size tubs. We also obviously. have, up until Friday, there was a grenade hazelnut spread as well. That was mine. There, was, there is a grenade white chocolate cookie spread. There is almond butter, plain almond butter, blueberry, trail mix. There is also crunchy spread, which is the filthiest thing in there. And I actually don't <laughs> like it. There's Biscoff spread. There's also a um, like one of these skinny spreads, chocolate orange spread, which is just ridiculous. And like when I'm really out, like I say out of control, when I am mindlessly eating to the point where it gives me guilt afterwards, I'm, I'm spooning. I'm it's, absolutely... it's jar in one hand, spoon yeah. in the other. Yeah, and I, and I know this is something that like a lot of, I'm gonna say women, but maybe even men, um, really struggle with is like that overconsumption that while they're doing it they're like I don't know why I'm doing this because I'm going to feel ridiculous after I don't even want anymore it's the habitual cues it's the dopamine here it makes you feel good you're trying to satisfy another need which for me was emotional and a craving because I was hormonal um, so that was Friday um, Sunday was a little bit better but again I ate a normal amount of food but because I was sat at a desk all day so I did a five hour online course which was hosted a webinar online yeah um, yeah and then the weather was crap so I didn't leave the house so I consumed a normal amount of food but the guilt that came with that was um quite ridiculous but then so I said something really interesting to Jack yesterday and I I think maybe I don't know if other women and I'm, I speak specifically about women just because I know women suffer from this slightly more than men, but you know, you might be able to shed some lightness on this as well. Since being in this lockdown, like I said last week about how I've always valued my body and I've always, you know, placed yeah. value on it as how it looked 
to the outside world, even though I know no one gives a shit. Um, like it's always something that I've taken pride in. I've really lost that side of me that compares myself to other people since being in this lockdown because I'm probably not seeing people as much, but also because, you know, maybe we are a bit more conscious of what we're taking in online. And I have taken the steps to unfollow a lot of people that make me feel crap online, but also I'm probably not even looking in the mirror as much as I would before. Um, and I don't know if my body's changed. It probably has changed a little bit. I don't care if it has. Yeah. But like I haven't, I haven't analysed my body the same way that I think I would have done if I was going out into the outside world every day. And I just thought that was very interesting to notice in myself. Like, have you noticed anything like that? I don't know if that's something you've suffered with in the past before. Or... Yeah, de definitely. The like compare, like I think everyone does it a little bit, like comparing to other people. I think it's kind, of, it's kind of human nature, and for and. and it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a, that's a bad thing. So like a really good example, obviously like the, um, like the world deadlift record was broken last week. Yeah. So I've got, I don't know what 501 kilos feels like, but obviously having lift, yeah, having lifted, it gives you some perspective of, Oh my God, that's insane. Like you could, like I struggle to comprehend that. And I kind of know, I you know, know what like a hundred kilos feels like and I can't get my head around like five times that. So you think th there's like, not that I'm like, Oh, I wish I could do that. But there is like a, you have, you make that comparison because you're like, shit, that feels like that when I lift a hundred, let alone what that must be. Um, you can only speak from experience. And I would say the comparison thing, I, I probably deal with that more with women mm. working with women that they tend to be, um, I've just had that that conversation. I know how that conversation goes, mm. and when I picture myself having that conversation in my head, it's normally with with a female client. Uh, but there are there are a couple that I'd say guys are more guys are more focused on on numbers and lifts, yeah, and women a bit more on look. Definitely not not all the time, but you know, like all of this stuff, I feel like you have to caveat it with not everyone, not all the time, but you know, but you can only you can only speak with who you've, who you've worked with. And I'm sure maybe men feel that, but are probably a lot less likely to actually admit it. It was a good few years into, into working as a PT. And then like the, the kind of phenomena of like younger lads being like, I want to look like X started happening. And I was like, oh, you know, like name, um, you know, like Brad Pitt and Fight Club or whoever, like someone who's got that kind of generically kind of lean athletic physique. And then as the years went on, it's like, I want to like ex bodybuilder. Yeah. And that's a whole different, yeah, that's a whole different, <laughs> different conversation. But that, that is, um, that does happen more, I suppose, with, with men and women, I suppose. And that's just because we're exposed to so much more images of what, what the, you know, quote unquote, perfect body, perfect body yeah. looks like. Yeah. But it's just, it's with women. It's really bizarre. It's not even like, it's a it's a comparison thing but it's like oh her bum is smaller than mine but it's also the other way like I posted a video online the other day and it was just I think I can't remember what I was chatting about but I just had a sports bar on and I had a little roll over my um leggings like everyone does when they sit down 
And I got loads of messages and I like pointed it out and was like, by the way, everyone has this when they sit down. Like I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you've got, have... if you've got any body fat whatsoever, which yeah. you should do yeah. to be alive, yeah. you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have that. Exactly. And I was like, I have visible abdominals <laughs> and I still have this when I sit down. And then like some, I got loads of messages from women like applauding me and just being like, yes, girl. And then one woman was like, one woman said oh yes girl and I replied and I was like oh um we all have it and she was like yeah but I have more of it than you and I'm like well you have more to love and like that was the only response I thought I could actually make but like so what like it doesn't matter how much of something you have who's bigger or smaller like we all are we all are who we are and I suppose like reflecting on the whole point of this conversation as to what's come out of lockdown is I just think the, and we're, we're, you know, we're going to move on and talk about what is health for me. Like health is having a healthy relationship with my body as well. And if that's one thing that I really want to try and take with me out of this, it's that you were happy with your body when you were in lockdown, like regardless of what you thought you looked like or whatever the outside world thought you looked like, you yeah. could look in the mirror during lockdown, whether you were a kilo heavier than you were before or two kilos or two kilos lighter and you were feeling yourself like, you know, like then you didn't compare yourself to anybody else. You were just you. And I think that's like, I think that is such a healthy attitude. And I really know that when we come out of this, I'm going to have to work hard to try and maintain that attitude. But I just thought it was just really nice for me to sit back and kind of like go, nah, that's cool. I haven't done that in a while. You've nailed that Rambo. <laughs> you've know you've nailed that on two fronts because both two things that you, you mentioned there, one, the, so what if someone's bigger or smaller, because we're going to kind of talk about Adele and her weight loss. And, yeah. and that is, uh, we can talk we'll talk about you know the diet she followed and stuff but I think probably what's even more interesting to me is like the response to it mm. and what people thought about her losing losing the weight uh, positive and negative um and then like you said moving on we I mean it feels like as good a place as any to move on to mm. what is health and, and discussing health because it's something that well you brought it up last week and it's something that I that I've, I've I try and instill as like a, almost like a base level in, in clients. Like, so whether, you know, whether you're, you're looking to, whether it's a fitness related goal or an appearance related goal, having, having a baseline of good health should be, that kind of needs to come first. Definitely. But before I go too far off down that particular rabbit hole, do you want to, we talked about how do you define it? How do you define health? Ooh, the floor wow. is yours. The okay. floor is yours. So if you like, if you Google like what is health, there's a lot of different things that come up. But, you know, obviously we come from the new nutrition based world, which I'd like to think is most people in this world are evidence based. Um, so we like to think that we practice with a certain amount. Good luck, Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, so like, you know, we practice with a certain bit of ethics and morality. So like there are certain parameters and measures of health quantifiable measures of health within the medical profession however for me being healthy is being physically able to do what i want to do without injury or risk to myself it's about being in a place in my head 
that I can eat what I want without guilt. I can enjoy social situations with my friends and family and my boyfriend. I can choose the most optimal foods that I want to eat because I am lucky enough to have the finances available. And that does underpin a lot of things. Um, I have wonderful friends. I have people in my life that I love. They keep me healthy and I have a good relationship with myself. And like I've just said, like myself, my body, my mental health, which I have worked on as well over the last couple of years, definitely. Yeah. Um, and anything that forces me into a place of extreme one way or another with any of those things, finances, friends, relationships, food, body, physically, that to me is not a place of health. That's probably the best that I can put it. Um, yeah. And I hope that makes sense. But it, it does, but it's like, that's just so all encompassing, right? Cause it's, cause I would say if I said, if I, I mean, you could ask a hundred different people and you get a hundred different answers and like, you're right. Like you can go like the medical definition, which, you know, we probably both look this up, but that, uh, you know, freedom from disease or illness and like vitality and having vitality and vigor. I think that's important. Like, I think if we're, if we're working as a, a, if it's first and foremost as a, a personal trainer or a coach, then l like, like I said um, previously, if someone's, I don't know if someone's morbidly obese and that's having a negative effect and they're like type two diabetic, whether they can, you know, striving to run a 5k, that might be like a good, a good kind of physical fitness goal, but I'd be, I'd be remiss or I'd, I'd, I'd feel irresponsible if I didn't say to them, do you know what, actually like we've got this health concern here. And if, especially if it's brought up in the, in the consultation and it's something that they want to address and maybe they think, Oh, we, I need to like run the weight off kind of thing. Mm. And I might say, actually we need to get, you know, we need to have a look at the nutrition as well. So we can still get fitter. And a lot of the things kind of go hand in hand. So if fitness and strength is going up, there's a really good chance that health is going up as well. Yeah. And I think for most of the people that, that we work with, especially like general population, if, if someone's getting fitter and they're getting stronger, um disease risk goes down so almost by default you're you're giving them a, a healthier outcome but when you start drifting into your yeah, mental health and stuff i think that's just a completely different um that's a lot harder to pin down yeah i would say and that and it's probably um that's not one you can kind of sort out with a training plan and some periodization <laughs> do you know what i mean exactly that one, that one that one might be slightly trickier but I, I i do think with health though i think that knowing that there's a there's the the medical definition and, and that's very cut and dry you know if you're you know especially with corona at the moment and people talk about like disease populations or higher risk populations well they are their health markers that the that the government and the experts are looking at and this is a negative health marker you have to stay home and i think if you have got like any negative health markers whether it's blood pressure type 2 diabetes um maybe even like early onset of like arthritis, something like that. There are things that you can do physically um, that will improve that within weeks. Yeah. Like we're not even talking about, you know, we're not talking about like the five stone weight loss, which is more of like a, more of a long-term thing. There's things that we can do as coaches and trainers that improve someone's health almost. Yeah. We literally within weeks. But then the, the capabilities for that to make you better mentally as well. 
are mm. ridiculous. So, you know, the, the studies that have been done for exercise in terms of mental health and well-being are just crazy. And then obviously, like, the line between physical and mental, or I don't really even want to say mental health, but the line between physical health and all other types of health, you know, when you, it's, they call it, don't they, the sickness wellness continuum. Like, yeah, yeah. it's often like, we've got things like orthorexia, which is like uh, an unhealthy obsession with being healthy. You know, yeah. I've definitely associated some of my behaviors with that in the past. And then you think about athletes, who athletes are at the, you know, the peak of their physical performance. Is their lifestyle healthy? Well, obviously not, because it's not sustainable for long periods of time, you know? And then you've also, really tapping into what you've just said, like, yes, you've got somebody who might present you, present to you with their morbidly obese, so they've got type two diabetes, and you can just make you know, as long as we've got clearance for a doctor and they're referred and everything's fine, like we can take very small actionable steps to get them better again. But then you also might have someone who comes to you and they're like, oh, I've got a BMI of 34, but they've got no significant health mark. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, do you know what? I've got a great relationship with food. I love my body. I exercise because I bloody love it and it makes me feel strong. And I'm, I'm healthy. Like, so it's really, it's like the health at every size movement, which again is an, another kind of conversation, but there's, there's real different parameters on this like U shaped curve that is just constantly swinging. So it's, you know, health is a real kind of, it's the thing we talked about last week. Like if you are, and it's all these memes, why waste 95% of your life to get 5% smaller? Like if you are dr driving yourself into a place of um, un unhealthy behaviors and practices, yeah. just to see those six abdominal muscles for six days on the beach, are you going to be able to enjoy, enjoy those six days on the beach anyway? And what is the purpose of that? Why are you doing this? Like, what is the why? What is the why? Yeah. And if you can that, justify that, then that's awesome. But you know, that is the that's the the quandary, I suppose. And the it, it doesn't like it might be hard hard for people to get their heads around this. But like, if you say if you've got someone to like draw an image of what they consider like a healthy individual would be, it's probably going to be someone who's ripped. Yeah. You know, like six pack, kind of Adonis, um, very little body fat, and you know, someone who's unhealthy is probably going to be overweight, maybe smoking. You, do you know what I mean like we associate and, and and generally speaking like obviously like if you're I don't know if you've got like visible abs and you're in and you look like you're in good shape you probably are you probably haven't got there like uh, by accident like yeah. you probably you probably lift weights you probably train you probably exercise on a regular basis but but you cannot tell like under the under the hood so to speak what is going on up there so someone can look be like the epitome of physical health and actually mentally be really struggling and I think like when we meet people in the gym, like we are, again, this might be like news to the majority of the population, but we're, we're so skewed with who we meet. We are going to run into those people in our environment a lot more. Like to us, it probably feels like quite a big deal because there's a lot of people that we run into that will, you'll have conversations with them and you're like, oh my God, like this is, this person's kind of all or nothing with their health. Yeah, that kind of orthorexic tendency is too hung up on food, too hung up on not missing a session, can't enjoy social activities, all that stuff. 
And then the flip side of that is you can get someone who's, who's yeah, BMI of 32 and they've got no, uh, no underlying health conditions whatsoever. And the thing is, and it's what um, doctors will do this as well. Like if they get someone in and they, you know, taking the blood pressure and doing like a health check and the BMI is 32, the doctor will say, right, well, Mr. Scraggs, all your, you know, all these tests come back absolutely clear. You are a bit on the heavy side though, or however they phrase it. Hopefully they've got half decent bedside manner, you know, but I have to inform you as a doctor, like basically doing my job that being obese is a risk factor for type two diabetes, that a cardiovascular disease go down the list. So even though at the moment there's nothing wrong, it's, we're all good. I, you know, I have to inform you of this. If you can get the, the weight down a little bit lower, you're probably going to have um, better health outcomes because, you know, on mass, this is what the data shows. But you are always going to get people that this, it's not a straw man argument, but it's that like the exception doesn't make the rule. Like just because someone, it's like when people, inter, you know, when you get interviews with like the 110 year old and someone sticks a microphone in their face and it's like, oh, what have you done? And then like, oh, I've smoked 40 a day and I drink whiskey every night. And then you're like, see, see that person's all right. It's like, yeah, I know that's one person, but that doesn't mean that we should all smoke 40 a day and start necking down, necking down whiskey. Um, but I think what I, I mean, we can kind of move it onto Adele if you want now, but, but the, it's very difficult to make a health judgment just by looking at someone. Yeah. Incredibly difficult. And I actually, you can't do it. Yeah. With, without, um, without having some kind of sit down with someone and a background knowledge and, and some kind of context of what they're working with, you do not know. Exactly. And what, and whatever, and whatever position you find someone in, someone who's overweight, someone who's ripped and a little bit on the orthorexic side, you might, you might meet them and they're in the process of trying to um, do something about it. So when people say, oh, that person's lazy, oh, he's obsessed with training, maybe, and maybe they're trying to do something about it. So actually stepping back and, I don't know, like all this stuff is like have a conversation with someone or kind of find out where someone's at you know, enact some type of empathy to try and understand where they're coming from and then, and then move forward. But I, I love the health question though, because when you like, it's a really good one to ask clients. I find out like, what, what do you consider healthy and just let them see what they say. Yeah. 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 And like, I've had clients say to me, like, oh, I'm like, so we're working towards this goal, whatever the goal is, doesn't even have to be fat loss. Like my last client was a performance client. So like working towards this performance goal, oh, I'm going out on Saturday, like, what do I eat? <laughs> and I turn around and I'm like, you eat whatever you want. And they're like, what? Why? Yeah, yeah. Why is Amy telling me to eat whatever you want? I'm like, what is the purpose of you going out for dinner? Okay, I'm going out for dinner because it's my wife's birthday and we, we're going out, we're going to this restaurant, it's our favourite, so what can I eat? I'm like, you eat whatever you enjoy, you enjoy it, you eat mindfully so you enjoy the food you're eating you have a glass of wine if you want a glass of wine and then the next day is a new day and you're still working towards your goal you are what you repeatedly do not what you do that one time that you think you fell off the wagon yeah. you know and that is i would worry more from a client that said to me oh i went out on saturday for my wife's birthday and i didn't have anything to drink i just had water and i ordered a chicken breast and i made them do me dry rice and i had just had a portion of broccoli as well and yeah. there was bread on the table and i just didn't have anything and i'd be like well that sounds really 
boring. <laughs> it was really fucking boring. It was your wife's birthday. How did she feel about that? You know, because like, I've been that person and like, it's, it's not, that is not healthy. That is not a healthy outlook on life. If you are working towards a goal within an acceptable time frame if you are an athlete or a body prep yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. bodybuilder and you've got a competition goal and you need to be in that 0.1 percent then fair enough but for the rest of us health to me is being able to sit on the sofa on a saturday and enjoy a glass of wine with my boyfriend and there was yeah. a long period of time where I didn't feel able to do that. And I know there's a lot of other people out there that feel exactly the same. Coaching someone to a place of health that does show those outlying health markers, like you've said, like, oh, you, you know, you're a risk factor for type two diabetes, cardiovascular disease, hypertension. Coaching somebody to come back from that place, sometimes, you know, can be, can be even harder because you don't want to coach them out of those things because they are, you know, those things are conducive to a healthy lifestyle, but they have to appreciate how excessively participating in those kind of behaviors has led them to that point. And I think with our health, it's a real point of personal responsibility. It's almost like when you take people on, so like what you were saying about the, whether it's like bodybuilder clients or elite athletes, that's an important caveat because there will be times when, you know, or even let's, let's pick someone who's got a make weight. So say like a boxer's got a fight coming up and it just so happens that a week before the fight, it's his wife's birthday and they go out. Well, guess what? For him to make weight, he's probably going to have to have like the chicken breast and not drink and all that kind of stuff. Please. But like you said, that is so, that's such a fraction of the population. But you could throw in bodybuilders into that. You could, if you've got a photo shoot coming up and maybe you've worked on it for months on end, again, there's there's caveats to all this stuff but i think for most people most of the time it, you don't want to have to worry about it and the call it overweight and unhealthy like you've got, you've got someone who doesn't train they've got all the the poor health markers going um the, the disease risk for everything and then you've got super appearing super fit person over here who's a bit orthorexic and probably takes it all a little bit too seriously and just mentally cannot relax with anything the person who's in an unhealthy state, you just want to say to them, look, I don't expect you to run marathons and enter bodybuilding contests. Just adopt a few of these behaviours. Just be a little bit more mindful. Just, you know, instead of having five takeaways a week, have one. Like all these like really simple things. Instead of having like Coke, maybe have squash. Like, like things that are not anything groundbreaking. And for the person who's like taking it all too seriously, you just, you just want to say to them, you can relax a bit. Like you said, one meal doesn't make, doesn't make or break a diet. And it shouldn't do. And if you go into it thinking like that, mentally it is exhausting. Yeah. If every meal out, every social occasion is, you know, it should be something that you look forward to. And if you're dreading it, me and you've probably been in a similar place where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel like the pressure to, oh, I've got to keep, you know, tunnel vision. I've got to keep on the diet. Um, yeah. yeah. And you do want to, like with all these kind of behaviors and stuff you you can't change them overnight but like you said if you can be there for a client who maybe that's what they're thinking and you just almost give them permission so initially like they have to get permission from you but what you hope is they give permission to themselves yeah. <laughs> longer term and you, oh you've literally just hit the nail on the head there it is 
And it's kind of what I said last week about learning to trust myself, whereas, you know, stepping away from my fitness pal, it's you hand the position, yeah. over, you hand the, the power over to them and say, you are in charge, trust yourself, trust yourself to make decisions that, and you know, and it's very easy to say, relax, enjoy yourself. If someone's yeah, in a place where they can do that, then it's really, really hard. And it's really, you know, it's really hard to step out of that. But, you know, give somebody, you know, just telling somebody that you believe in them to make the right decision. And if they don't make the right decision, it's not coming from a place of judgment or punishment. It's just coming from, a, okay, well, talk me through why you why you did that and talk me through why you thought that was a good decision and yeah. do you think now with a bit of reflection you could maybe make a better decision next time or would you maybe do anything differently or maybe you just need to reassess the goal completely and just be like you know what let's just reassess your why why are you working towards this why do you want this so badly like what do you think is going to happen when you get there what do you think is going to be the holy grail when you get there because the great thing about health is the holy grail of health is you never realize you've kind of got there. It's just a state that just happens. Correct. Like, you know there what? You this feels yeah. good. It's a, that's it. That's the best way to think of it. It's a state. It's not like a, it isn't like an end point. Oh, and today I've achieved health. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you can, you, you can have all the health and the health markers. They just kind of give you a reading as you go along. But there's something about like, there's something about health is like when, when it's taken away, you, it's only then a lot of the time when you realize it's the most important thing uh -huh. because suddenly everything else pales into something like the rollover, the genes or not being quite as toned as you'd like or whatever it is. Suddenly that becomes like the least important thing going. Um, but, it, but that is, that's the, yeah, that's an ideal world and it'd be great if we could all think like that all the time. But it's even if you've got a mechanism of, I've just got to remind myself of that. I've just got to, have a you know whether it's a routine or whether it's just I've got to wake up and kind of smell the roses and actually if I'm in a healthy place then whether I run 10k in under 40 minutes or get 10 unassisted pull-ups or whatever it is that's all like uh, icing on the cake stuff yeah. and it's yeah. like what you said about you know telling someone to relax you're right like it almost feels like we're saying it just as, to give an example, but it almost feels like almost too flippant. I just relax with it. It'll be all right. It's like someone who's depressed being like, I just cheer up a bit. Cheer It'll up. be all right. Yeah. It's like, it, I wish it was the overall message is just relax off. How you go about that is like, <laughs> it, it can be, some people might respond to it. Just like, Oh, well, I've never heard that before. Oh yeah, cool. I can relax. But most people it's going to be, if you get someone who's down the rabbit hole of tracking everything, weighing everything, just fully in, it might be right we're not going to track for the weekend or we're going to do a week off fitness pal or we're going to do a week off the scales or it might even be less extreme than that it might be we do one day on one day off just to walk back like some of them behaviors that are yeah. great when you're like in analytical mode and tracking every last gram but that's a hard place to be in all and, the time it's and, just it's just too much and the you know, the fact of the matter is, it's not necessary for most people. <laughs> no. You're a pro bodybuilder, yeah. or you have a really high performance goal. Even then, you know, I suppose the higher the performance goal you have, actually, the less you probably have to um, rely on my fitness pal so much. To be honest, it's probably just about calories. I would say the only people that really have to dial in my fitness pal to the absolute gram are bodybuilders. Um, 
and you know it's just not a good place to be it's just for the average show it's just not a good place to be and it's like everything we just want the quick fix and we're being ruled by apps that tell us what to eat and how to yeah. eat and you know go against our homeostatic drivers that actually tell us when we're hungry like we are not trusting our own bodies like don't get me wrong if you have fat loss as a goal you have to accept that there is going to be a little bit of hunger involved but like you know your body is a unit it is a being it tells you what you need and like we've we've kind of gone against that and it's just yeah i find you know when, when you sit back and you reflect it's just a little bit bizarre really yeah and, and like you said it, it's just a measure it's just like one metric that you can whether it's like weight or calories or protein macros all that stuff it's just one it's just one little reading and and all of that stuff you can have the spreadsheet and you can have it all laid out beautifully across like a 16 week you know prep but that has nothing on there about well, what was going on upstairs what what state you're at at the end of it what happens in another 16 weeks like post competition if you've been doing bodybuilding or something like to say that that's not a that's a marker of how lean you are and how much muscle you've retained potentially but it's not a marker of health no like appearance and, and a marker of health you can make you can do the visual game and you can kind of make best guesses but you can't know no. you cannot know like, like and that's i suppose like with and that's why i think health is a slightly broader it needs to be thought of in slightly broader terms than just oh well, he's got a six pack he's healthy yeah but he's oh, dead behind the eyes he's a bit he's a bit overweight so he's unhealthy not as simple as that not as simple as that speaking of health and size and people's opinions on that kind of thing adele singer <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know yeah <laughs> um how, like, how much is she she basically she's lost she has lost a ton of weight not literally seven stone or something seven or eight stone already seven, yeah yeah seven stone maybe something like that so sure the short story is basically adele's lost seven to eight stone and looks like, i don't know where you first saw the pictures but i like it something came through in my thread and and, and I didn't recognise her. Like I saw, I saw the like the after picture first, if you like, um, and I didn't even know who it was. So I would. So it's safe to say that she's yeah, she's completely changed her physical appearance, and she's done that by going on a diet called the Cert Food Diet. As soon as I saw this, I obviously messaged Amy and said, "Check this out." what do you think what do you think of this um and that's before i'd done any reading on it and so we we both did a little bit of digging around just to see and actually as as the week went on kind of more more stuff started to come out about what she'd done and other celebrities that are using this diet and that kind of stuff so let's let's go with the diet and how she's lost the weight okay so take it it away (laughs) like you say you messaged me and I was Amy straight down the rabbit hole. And I was like, right, <laughs> leave it with me. Because and I just want to prerequisite all of this with I do not give a shit what Adele looks like. I think she is a beautiful woman. She was a beautiful woman at the size she was before. Same, I don't, didn't recognize her in the photo that we've all seen, but she still looks beautiful. Like, I, I have no opinion on her body, her figure. I couldn't care less. Like, she's amazing. She's the most 
talented and I'm, I genuinely do not care what she looks like. However, <laughs> what Here I do go. have an issue with is, so I went straight down the rabbit hole and started thinking, okay, this cert food diet, never heard of it before. I'm going to see what it's all about. So turns out that all the research I read was done in rats. So obviously when you're doing any kind of scientific study about longevity, it's very, very hard to get any kind of accurate data from human trials because they're have, gonna have to go on for a long period of time. The likelihood is that humans just cannot adhere to any, those, any kind of length of trial that's gonna take that long. Um, you, can't, you, you can't lock humans up and just get them to behave like rats. That's the big, that's the takeaway here. Very true. And it's <laughs> a lot of these trials as well would be unethical when they're done in humans, which is why a lot of nutrition. <laughs> why lot that. We're gonna put you on this diet. We, we think it's good for longevity. You're in for 80 years. Yeah. <laughs> Crack on. Um, that's why a lot of nutrition research is done in animals because it would be unethical if it gets done in humans. So um, the principles of the cert food diet is that there are certain foods. So um, mainly they are um, foods that are very high in what we know as polyphenols. So you're going to think really about our foods that are very brightly colored so we've enriched red wine please it is red wine so we're thinking like dark chocolate red wine we've got our kale which we know mm, is not, not so much <laughs> love kale you lost me oh, kale i was with you for red wine and dark chocolate but have you tried cavolo nero though like the black kale it is good it's it really good, good. It Small is good. Kale in a pan with spray oil lemon yeah. and garlic honestly i'm with you I take it back. Thank you. Take it back. You. We all know I love a bit of kale. And also, <laughs> um, one of uh, one of the members of the gym sent me a recipe for peanut kale as well. Very good, you know. Anyway, getting anyway, hungry now. Carry on. <laughs> um, so basically, the 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 diet does have um, scientific backing in that these foods have massive health benefits. Massive health benefits. So the, the principles of this diet are that like for the first few, I think for the first three days I've just got here, you restrict calorie intake to a thousand calories a day. So it is a calorie restrictive diet that puts Ouch. you in an extremely, you know, large deficit. Okay. Which is fine. You know, extreme deficit calorie, um, extreme calorie deficit diets are proven to work. However, they are very unlikely to be able to be sustainable long-term. It includes drinking three cert food green juices plus, plus eating a rich a cert food rich meal and snacking on antioxidant packed cert food bites. For the last four days, you up the intake to fifteen hundred calories a day. So you, most people for that, depending on height and weight, uh, are still going to be in a deficit. But and then you can cert, consume two cert, cert food rich meals and two green juices, cutting out the bites. So it's effectively a juice diet made up of these cert foods which yes do have health benefits that then will put you in a calorie deficit so you will lose weight it is a really restrictive calorie deficit deficit i'm struggling to say so you will lose weight quickly okay adele is a multi-million pound you know artist she probably has a team of people following her around making these juices cooking her meals bashing cake out of her hand 
to make it really easy for her to stick with whatever diet she wants. Great image. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> All right. So the thing that is going to, this diet would work. We, neither of us can argue that as nutrition professionals because it puts you in a calorie deficit. This diet would work for anybody. The, the difficulty with a diet like this is sticking to it because it takes out flexibility. It takes away all the foods that you would enjoy. And once your body gets to a certain point, you are going to crave those foods. I have no problem with the diet at all. I have an issue with the way that it is packaged and sold by the number of newspapers that then jump on Adele's amazing weight loss with anybody that's been following Adele will know that she was a larger lady. She has not done this in three months. This has taken her a long time. And it's obviously come from a bit of a, you know, maybe from a place of pain because she had a, her marriage broke down. So regardless of everything we've just talked about, about health, she might have been healthy at the size she was before. Whatever yeah. her personal reasons for doing this, she's chosen to do this. And she's done it over a long period of time, you know? We cannot say whether she's done it safely or unsafely. However, the media has packaged up this diet. I mean, I've just put one headline here. Your pre-Christmas diet, lose seven pounds in seven days, the healthy way <laughs> of food diet celebrities swear by. That is what is wrong with the nutrition and fitness industry is that someone will look at that who has yo-yo dieted their whole life, has a shocking relationship with food, they will do that for seven days. They will probably lose half a stone, let's say, if they've got quite a lot of weight to lose. They will struggle. They will crave foods that they see their family eating. They also will have a lot of stress in their life, probably, if they're, you know, stuck in Corona world, having to homeschool three kids. You know, they might struggle to even get 4,000 steps a day. They probably don't have a lot of activity in their life. I just have such an issue with the way the media packages up diets like this and sells them and promotes them to Joe public without having a clue about the, you know, the damaging mentality and the damaging behaviors it can actually instill in people. And I think yeah. I'd better hand the microphone over to you <laughs> before I I'm, I'm going to put in my other fully charged AirPod now for this for this one. No, no, yeah, it looks terrible. It looks like I basically took it out. Oh, here she goes. Let's put that away. It's She's because the again. it's because the battery life's not great, so I uh, I charge them in between in this. Um, um, please let me hand it over to you. And what is your opinion? Yeah, so that so that yeah, cert food diet in itself. There's nothing like me and you are probably similar in in as much as we haven't got anything against any diet or any approach, but it's, it's how it's packaged and how it's sold. So I think the thing with whenever you get a celebrity that, that follows a, a particular plan, especially someone as, as prominent as Adele, and especially when she's lost, um, what would you say? Like a third of her body weight. Like it's gotta be something like, like incredible. Like there's a reason she looks, the difference in appearance is, is yeah. huge. Right. So if someone sees that and they've got, Say someone who's watching that who has got like four, five, six, seven stone to lose. This is going to be like, you know, ding, 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 ding. I want in, take my money. Um, and I suppose my, when anyone comes, comes up to me, and I, I had a message like this this morning 
saying, Andy, what do you think of X? Let's just call it X diet, not cert food. It was another one. What do you think of X diet? Like, does it work? Essentially, like that's, that was kind of the premise. And so I'll get a version of that question, um, at least on a weekly basis. What do you think of X? Does it work? And the response to it, and cert food you can group into this, is, yeah, your goal is weight loss, right? Yeah. It, does it put you in a calorie deficit? Yes. Therefore, you will lose weight. So that's, that's as kind of, so it does, in terms of weight loss, it definitely works. Like if you eat a thousand calories for a few days and then 1500 calories for the other, and you kind of up the, up the cert food. So essentially like, yeah, good, healthy, like whole ingredient foods. So you're probably going to be cutting out processed stuff in there at the same time, potentially easier to, if you are being strict with it, potentially, you know, that black and white thinking. So even though long-term you're probably setting yourself up for, a horrendous backlash if you can keep it going for a few weeks and restrict these foods you're going to get you know yeah half a stone another few pounds the next week but it's just it's nothing special it's nothing that you should be paying you shouldn't be paying money for you know like the cert food diet book because the only part that i would say is valid is the fact that it puts you in a calorie restriction all the other stuff about like what was it like activating the skinny gene or something like that that's that's that doesn't exist that's just something that they've that's essentially been made up and i would also argue like yeah some of the the, the quote-unquote science on it is slightly sketchy but in, but but people don't care about that anyway people care about the weight loss so if they go on it and they lose the weight they're like yeah well that worked for me but then most diets work for people but it's come revisit them when they've lost the weight so cambridge diet would be one that Cambridge. so this is not an attack on the cambridge diet but this is just having met a lot of people that have done it, they've all got, had incredible weight loss because it's like, you know, 500, 800 calories a day and they've all had horrific rebounds, the majority. So there's maybe one person out of maybe like the 20 that I've met that haven't had that. So yeah, that's kind of my opinion on it. I'm not, it, it doesn't bother me how people, if, if you want to do it, fine, but just be aware that it's, it's not something that can be maintained in the long term. And that yeah. is the thing. That is the thing because people, people just want, people don't want a diet. They want the result. Yeah. yeah? They they want something that's going to get them to the end goal. They cannot usually see past that, you know. So I've got a client at the moment who, her goal is body composition. We've just spent the first four weeks teaching her how to eat. So when she achieves her goal, she's not stuck in that diet mentality. And she's just like, okay, well, I've achieved my goal, but now I actually know how to eat. I know what foods are good for me. I know what foods I enjoy. I know how different foods make me feel. And I know what foods make me, I should eat around my training. You know, like she's actually knows what she's going to do after she already knows the aftercare she already knows what she's going to do after she gets to the goal my problem with diets like this is articles are generally written by journalists not nutritionists and they fantasize things things like the diet allows slimmers to eat dark chocolate and drink red, red wine as they are high in sirtuins and you immediately think oh i want a bit of that if i can eat dark chocolate and drink red wine yeah. i immediately want a bit of that but the diet lasts for however long it lasts for, and then what? And yeah. then you're left with this group of people that are like, 
oh, well, what I was eating before was Doritos and Pizza Hut. So I'll just go back to that and it'll be absolutely fine. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. If, unless you are one of the, either the young or lucky ones, you know, like, unfortunately it doesn't work like that. Like sustainable weight loss needs to be built around everything we were talking about last week about habits, behaviors, like, you know, the foods that are on this diet, kale, buckwheat, um what else is in there a blueberries they were talking about as well um so if i went up to anybody that had any of those health markers we were talking about so you know someone that's got a high bmi you know at risk of cardiovascular disease type 2 diabetes and hypertension and i said right for a week i'd love you just to try and every you know cook a few more meals at home add in a bit of kale add in some blueberries and try eating buckwheat they would probably have some benefit from <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. those foods because those foods are whole foods, rich in antioxidants, rich in micronutrients, and they've got massive health benefits. Things like this diet are not necessary for the 99% of the population yeah. that, you know, are probably looking for a diet or fat loss program and that is my issue with things like this it's just the fantasist element and you know I hope I just hope that Adele I mean she obviously has I hope that she has done something like this dramatic weight loss properly if she has adhered to this diet then great but you can pretty much damn well be certain that she had some kind of coach that was actually doing it with her and it will have been alongside an exercise program yeah hopefully 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 hopefully. i mean she's not actually made a comment about it yet has she well this this i mean this is a nice little segue there so the fact that she hasn't said anything to me that's like that to me is like a, a good thing right because she's kind of just done this thing she's just put pictures out and it's like whatever what anyone wants to think of it you kind of crack on um, like if she was coming out as like the new cert food ambassador, <laughs> I'd be a lot more critical. I'd be a lot more. Yeah, exactly. If if in a week's time she comes out with a with a book, then I'll be slightly more scathing. But I mean, even She's if got enough out, money, it's fine. Even even if she came out and just said, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I, I you know a friend recommended this to me, and I just I, f- I found it easy to stick to. Um, I've lost the weight now and I'm I'm kind of working now on whatever like changing habits and maybe she started exercising midway through but whatever she does it's like yeah kind of do you and if it works then great I just think it's when yeah I like we look at it more as kind of exploiting the general public a bit um not Adele but like the, no. the diet the diet itself and the, the people that kind of promote it but um yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. So kind of moving away from like cert food world and just to like the general response to it. On on social media, I mean, you always get this, right? You always get like the extreme kind of opinions e- either end of it, right from well done, Adele, you look amazing now. Like basically saying, yeah, almost in, inferring like you didn't look great then. Now you look great. Wow, amazing. Um, so even like that can be well-meaning as well, but you know, slightly like she doesn't need to hear that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, thank God that random guy on the internet now finds me attractive. That's what I was doing yeah. it for. And then there was the the other slightly more bizarre reaction, which was 
not implying that she sold out, but almost like people being annoyed with her for, yeah. oh, she, she felt like she had to do this. Yeah. Um, that, you know, like almost like it was like media pressure that she has to become thinner. But so going back to like one of the original points of like, you don't know, just like you don't, you can't look at someone and um, assess health. You can't look at Adele and because she hasn't commented on it as far as I'm aware. I mean, m maybe something's come out, but you cannot look at it and assess, uh, you know, assess her motive without knowing why she's done it. Was it because uh, she, she split with her husband? Was it because she went to the doctor and had a wake up call? Was it because a family member was ill uh, who, who was overweight and she suddenly started taking her health more seriously? Um, was it just because her best mate did a diet and was like, oh, do you want to do it together? Who knows? Like we, we just, we just don't know. So I think as a coach, when I looked at it and I, and you know, saw the initial picture and then you see like the before and after picture, I look at it as a, um, my head first of all goes to like the project that that would have taken and the amount of effort. So I can respect the fact that to go from A to B takes, that's a massive change. Even if it's like a, you know, not the best start in the world, that's taken a massive lifestyle shift to get from A to B. So whatever reason she's done, she's done it for, I can respect like the effort to go from here to here. Definitely. So I'd be, so if I was going to, again, it's unlikely I'm going to get onto her Instagram and start commenting on her and patting her on the back. But like that, I respect that. The, the amount of effort that that takes to do that is, is, is unbelievable. But where, you know, why she's done it, all that stuff. It's just like, like you said, I don't care <laughs> and, I still, and I say that not to be like um I, I do I, I care more like how it's how people react to it I think that's really interesting um and people's I, perceptions of it I care in terms of I hope she's done it for her hmm. I care because I hope she still feels the same way about herself in the body she is now no, 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 that's wrong. Because if she might have been in the body she was before and absolutely hated herself. And if that was the case, then I hope she's just done it for the right reasons. I hope she still, I hope she just has a, the same love for herself, regardless of whatever body she's in. I hope she doesn't use her body for validation and reassurance. And I, yeah, that, that's all. That's all. Then that's, that just comes from a, I hope that comes from a caring caring place I, I could not give a shit what she looked like um some people were saying it like it would actually change her voice as well um which i found a bit bizarre like her singing. that would be the biggest worry for me yeah. <laughs> if the voice suddenly goes goes south i'll be like we need to get on this <laughs> that's why i can't that's why i can't sing it's in my diet it's, it's my diet the whole time if i get on if i get on some uh, some alternative diet maybe uh, i'll have adele's voice yeah but, but yeah I'm, I'm with you I, I hope she I hope she doesn't give a shit to be honest about like what people are I often worry I think about that like you know like um, when someone gets uber famous if you ever read obviously even just off the back of this you go through the comments I mean some are horrendous oh people are disgusting I, I, like I don't know how yeah I mean like that I mean like that again that's another rabbit hole the social yeah. media commenting and trolling and stuff but you kind of <laughs> I don't know, like you want, you, you wanted to have done it for herself, 
So regardless of the comments, it's for her, it's like water for ducks back, doing it for myself. Doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. Doesn't matter what Andy and Amy think. It's like, you know, I'm happy in my own skin. I'm still making music. You know, like you, you kind of like, if you're any kind of human, you like wish the, wish the best for someone. Right? Oh, cool. <laughs> I think most, I think that's probably like a theme of, of the podcast, like having, you know, caring for people and, and, and having empathy and just being a decent human. You, you, you kind of, you hope that she's in a good place. And yeah, fair play, like fair play to her for the, like for the effort of actually doing it. Hat off. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I have nothing to add. I completely agree. Like the effort and motivation she must have had to maintain for a long period of time because like, you know, to get to the stage she has now, she, she had a lot of weight to lose. Um, yeah, like hats off. Yeah. yeah, I almost, almost hope she doesn't comment on it. Yeah, don't. I, I, What's I almost, the point? The best thing she could do is actually just be like, I'm literally just going to carry on because this is just my body weight. This is not, this is not even worth yeah. going into. It's just, okay, you, oh, you've lost weight. Yeah, I have. Anyway. I was out next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's it. That's all she needs to do. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. That feels like a good place to wrap it up. That does feel like a real good place to wrap it up. That was wonderfully enjoyable. I'm glad I got a, ran a rant in. Yeah, I, I enjoyed setting you up for that one and just yeah. letting you roll. <laughs> That'll be the signal as soon as that AirPod comes out. And <laughs> go. <laughs> She's off again. If both come out, that's when you've got to start worrying. If you're like, hold on, or if suddenly I'm not here. If, <laughs> if, you're, if you're seeing that, you're like, oh. Andy. Andy. Come back. <laughs> oh mate. Funny. Nice one, mate. Nice one. Ah, right, cool. Cool. We'll um we'll get on the case and get some topics. We haven't we like next week. Should we it feels like we should ask people as well if they've got any if there's anything they'd like us to come yeah. up. Yeah. I mean if anyone is good enough and takes the time to watch or listen to this that would be amazing yeah if anything um crops up as a topic of conversation or something you've seen in the media or seen on facebook instagram um yeah anything that you'd like us to i was gonna say bash out over zoom but that sounds a bit bizarre. you've said it now and i will not be editing that out so uh, enjoy enjoy that into the video um yeah <laughs> see the trailer <laughs> we're gonna uh, yeah that's that's trailer worthy we're gonna we're gonna record these every monday um yeah. you know all being well well until there's some kind of change to the to the lockdown setup but yeah we'll record them on monday so if you see anything during the week please let us know yeah and uh yeah i think we'll sign off there follow all our socials watch the video from last week and yeah we'll uh, see you next week yeah, if, at the end of this video, if I, I'll put a link to some of the, um, well, in the links in the description to uh, like social media channels and where to contact us. And yeah, that's us. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Take it easy. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your week. You too. See you later. Bye.